Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 8 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're continuing to look at verse 7. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And as we've seen uh, God in creating Adam, the first man, was also picturing the creation of the new body or the the new man made after or made anew in the image of Christ. As Adam is made from the dust of the ground and without sin, when God redeems his people, his elect, he makes them all into one body of the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all the church. Now, uh, we, we have to read other information in the Bible to realize that's not the corporate church, the external outward church, the Lutheran or or Baptist or Catholic or Presbyterian. No, that's the eternal church, which consists of everyone that God has ever saved. And, and they came together. God uses various images to picture this. He pictures them as the house of God or the temple or a wall that is formed or as his own body, the body of Christ. They are made up of various members, but one body. And and that's what God tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, after speaking of the human body and all of its parts. And we, of course, realize that the human body has various parts, hands, feet, uh, nose, ears, eyes, yet all the different parts are, are made to form one body. And, and likewise, there are members in particular, as it says in 1 Corinthians 12, and verse 27, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret and 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 so forth and the lord is indicating 
there is one spiritual body of elect that he has formed and he has made. And we also read in in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And this is true of everyone that Jesus saved. Uh, Each one has been baptized into his death, baptism by the Spirit, as Christ bore the sins of everyone that was uh, selected by God, predestinated to sal- to obtain salvation before the foundation of the world, and Jesus died for those people and made payment for their sins, and as Christ experienced death or hell, the sins he was bearing for those elect were purged by the fires of hell or death, washed away from him, baptizing him. In that sense, as baptism means to wash away, he was baptized from those sins, and we were baptized with the baptism that he was baptized with, and and so we were baptized Unto Moses, as Moses in that verse in 1 Corinthians 10 is a picture of Christ. And, and, and we were baptized having our sins washed away. And then when God brought the gospel into our lives at some point, if we were one of his elect, he, he did do that. Then the gospel application was applied to our soul. And our sins were uh, were washed away uh, in time in 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 our generation as we became born again, and we were baptized into the body of Christ. Now there's an interesting statement that God makes about baptism in First Corinthians 15. First of all, He says um, here in First Corinthians 15. Uh, in verse 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Adam is the, the first man. Jesus is the the last Adam, and, and actually, uh, it says that over in the same chapter, in verse forty four and forty five, speaking of the resurrection of the dead, it is sown a natural body, it is raised the spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body, and so it is written: the first man Adam was made a living soul. And that's our verse, isn't it, in Genesis 2, 7. 
and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthy, the second man is the Lord from heaven. And and it continues. So here God is looking at the resurrection of the dead and and he's bringing into the discussion Adam because Adam was God's uh creation at the beginning his body was perfect and now there is the a second Adam a last Adam the Lord Jesus Christ and and so as we're reading of Adam being formed of the dust of the ground and and we've already looked at how the bible tells us that that god made them male and female and called their name adam so he had uh the woman in mind as well as the man at the point of the creation he counted eve as being within adam and so too as God looks on the Lord Jesus Christ, he counted the bride of Christ, the whole company of the elect, as being within Christ at the foundation of the world. Well, here in this chapter, the interesting statement that uh, I wanted to look at is in verse 29. It says, Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? So it's said two times. God speaks of being baptized for the dead. And we know that, yes, there's water baptism the Bible talks of, and then there's baptism by the Holy Spirit that we were just discussing, which is being baptized with Christ from the foundation of the world as he endured the wrath of God and made payment and thus washing away sin. And that's what the Bible says is baptism of the Spirit or baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what comes along with baptism of the Holy Spirit, let's say they're in the day of salvation, there's a man, a sinner, and one day, He's in his sins, and he has not yet experienced baptism of the Holy Spirit because the word of God has not been applied to him. But he is one of God's elect. And so the next day, in the day of salvation, God brings him his word, and through the hearing of the word of God, the Bible, applies the salvation Christ wrought for him at the point of the world's foundation, and and now God creates a new heart and a new spirit within him and purges away, washes away his sin. So he has now experienced baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God enters into him, indwelling him. and And so he has God breathing upon him, and he becomes... A living soul. He was dead in trespasses and sins, but now he is alive. Once again, he is born again. He has life in his soul. The, the spirit of life has 
uh, entered into him. And, and, and so all of that is related for baptism. But here it's called baptism for the dead. Now, that's, that's interesting and perhaps related to Genesis 2-7. Because in our verse in Genesis 2, 7, I'll read it again. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And as we mentioned, that's a plural word, kayim. And, and so it should be translated in the plural. We, we've seen that with the word heaven. It should be heavens. And here too, Kaim should be lives, the breath of lives. And then it goes on, and man became a living soul. And the word living is correct. It is translated as living. The word soul is something for us to look at because it's the Hebrew word 5315, nefesh, nefesh. It is how you would pronounce it. And it's used many times, numerous times. And it is translated as soul or life or, or along those lines. Yet this particular Hebrew word has a prefix attached to it. And it's the uh, Hebrew letter, the Lamed. It, it's a Lamed prefix. The Lamed is like an L. And and when the Lamed prefix is attached to a word, it Lamed um, is is like the word two or four. So it could be translated um, to the soul or for the soul or, or for the life, as this word is translated as life. But Mr. Camping pointed out, and I want to give credit uh, where credit's due, because Mr. Camping has gone... Uh, in depth into this verse in his book, Time Has an End, about page 127, 128 in that area. And you can, you can check it out. And Mr. Camping pointed out that when this word nefesh, 5315 in Strong's Concordance, has the Lamed prefix. And according to Mr. Camping, it, it has happened 13 times. Now, um, please check that out. I'm not saying that's absolutely correct, but according to Mr. Camping, it, it's happened 13 times that the Lamed prefix is attached to this word nefesh. It, 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 unless you have uh, software, it's a little difficult to look at all the instances where a word is and, and to check out to see if that Lamed prefix is there and and so um, I would suggest that you do that or or look online software of some kind where you can you can do that kind of search. But 13 times this word has this prefix. And in six of the 13, here's how it, it's translated with the Lamed prefix in Leviticus 19. Verse 28, it says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead. 
three words for the dead are a translation of the word translated as soul with the Lamed prefix. For would be the Lamed, yet it's translated for the dead, not for the soul or for the life, but for the dead. And also in Leviticus chapter 21, verse 1, And Jehovah God said unto Moses, Speak unto the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say unto them, There shall none be defiled for the dead among his people. Again, that word with that prefix. In Numbers, Numbers chapter 5 and verse 2. Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper and every one that hath an issue and whosoever is defiled by the dead. And, and so by the dead um, is a translation of that same word with the Lamed prefixed. Also in Numbers chapter 9, it's found three times. Numbers 9 verse 6, and there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man. The, the dead body. Um, in verse 7, And those men said unto him, We are defiled by the dead body of a man. And here, the, the whole phrase, by the dead body, is a translation of this word, translated soul, with the Laman prefix. Uh, by the dead body is a translation of 5315 with the Lamed prefix attached. In verse 10, speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any man of you or of your posterity shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off, uh, yet he shall keep the Passover unto Jehovah. So all three times, um, that phrase, by the dead body, is a translation of this word. And, and so we saw in Leviticus, for the dead, by the dead in Numbers 5-2, and, and by the dead body um, in Numbers 9. And so that's six out of 13 instances where this word is used and has that prefix. That's almost half, which gives allowance for understanding when we find this word with that prefix that it could be translated in that way for the dead body or or for the dead or by the dead. And uh, interestingly enough, that's what we've been discussing with Adam. When God created the body of Adam, he formed him and and remember i mentioned let's pause and there was the body without the spirit with without the breath being of life being breathed into him as yet and a body without the breath of life is a dead body and, and so uh, in genesis 2:7 god is indicating that um uh, this is the way we could read it if we uh, make the substitution for the dead or or for the dead body, it could read, And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and 
man became for the dead body a living being. See that uh, for that empty shell, the dead body of the first man, Adam, uh, he became a living being through the breath of life that God breathed into his nostrils. And that fits with what we read in Ezekiel when Ezekiel was commanded to prophesy to the dry bones. And he did prophesy and they did form. They, they formed, they, they came bone to his bone. The sinews covered the bones and, and the flesh covered the sinews. And then they were all in one way. They had been acted upon. They had been created, uh, hadn't they? Because they were no longer dead, dry bones. They, they were men that were standing there. Let, let me read in Ezekiel 37 again. In verse 5, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and shall know that I am Jehovah. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Can you imagine that sight? Here are all these men that have been dead and now brought to life. Well, not quite. Not quite. Yes, they're they're standing before Ezekiel. They they look like they're alive. Uh, there there's multitudes of them, and they're no longer dead, dry bones. But there's one thing lacking. There's one thing lacking, and God's creation of these men or recreation because they've already been dead. which means they already previously lived. God's recreation is is a process that requires different steps. First, God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy and to the dead bones, and then they formed and came together. Now, it's interesting that it's said of the bones later in verse 11, Then he said unto me, Son of man, These bones are the whole house of Israel. The whole house. And, of course, the house of Israel is a reference to spiritual Israel. And if you have the whole house of Israel, that's the completed house. And and so that would be like saying it's the whole body of Christ. There's none missing. No members are lacking. It's the complete body of Christ that Ezekiel is commanded to prophesy to once and the body forms. The body, just like Adam had a body and, 
And uh, just like the Bible speaks of the body of Christ, so Adam had a body. He was formed from the dust of the ground, and for maybe a split second, he was standing there before God until the moment that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And for this short period, the body of this army of the whole house of Israel is before Ezekiel, after Ezekiel obediently prophesied as he was commanded. And then God said, after pointing out there was no breath in them, in verse 9, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Here is the breath, the Spirit of God enters into the lifeless body. And until that spirit enters in, we couldn't really say they were living as yet. They, they were in a process. They were, they were, uh, somewhere along, uh, in that process, but not quite to the point of being made alive, of being enriched and in experiencing the spiritual life. And, and now once the, the breath of life entered into the army, well, they were alive physically in the vision. They were alive spiritually as well. And so God breathed the breath of lives into the dead body of Adam and, and he became a living being. And it's the breath of lives because now Adam's body physically came to life and Adam's soul physically or spiritually came to life. And so he possessed lives. Adam possessed lives. And we know he possessed lives, plural, because later God said, if you eat of this tree, you will die. And Adam did eat of the tree, and the Lord had said, in that very day you will die. And he did not die physically, but he did die spiritually in one area of life that had been granted to him. He became dead, yet maintained life in the other area that had been granted to him in his physical being, which was similar to the animal. So man became like a beast before God because that soul existence, that spiritual life that God breathed into him had perished and and man died in that day that he rebelled against God. And it would not be until God saved a man, a sinner, and created a new life within them that they would have the breath of lives once again, that the one that God saves now is alive in soul, as well as while living in in this world alive physically and possessing the breath of lives. 
Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.